here he is. The yes, man. indeed. The hot country night. That's night with a K. Because he gets K's. Reese Taylor. It's Mr. Burger. Bites is recorded on location in Ozark, Missouri and presented on Anchor. The views expressed on Burger Bites are not necessarily those of the staff and ownership of the Grip and Rip Baseball League. Enjoy the show. I had to switch up the intro to a country sound for my guest today. I'm Rance Burger. Welcome to Burger Bites. Don't attempt to adjust your device or your smart speaker because we're about to talk ulnar collateral ligaments and Tommy John and guitar strings and Merle Haggard. My guest today turned some heads with his pitching, but a lot of people don't know he's also picked guitars on stages and bars in Nashville, Tennessee. Reese Taylor is truly one of the most interesting conversationists on the scene in Ozark, Missouri. Reese sat down at my kitchen table, so that means you're going to hear some background sound from my dog Bandit begging for attention. But you're also going to hear about Reese's careers in college baseball and in country music. How old were you, Reese, when you picked up a baseball for the first time? Oh gosh, probably, I think I started playing t-ball when I was like three. So, it was very early. I don't, I don't remember not having a baseball in my hands. Wait, and then were you into other sports as a kid? Like, did you try a lot of different things? Yeah, I mean, played basketball all the way through high school. Uh, did like cross country and track uh, in middle school. Didn't do that in high school or anything, but uh, throughout high school, it was basketball and baseball that I was really into. West Plains, you know, mm-hmm. cross country and track are a, a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be pretty quick to be able to run there. Yeah. And uh, I was definitely not. How old were you when you picked up a guitar for the first time? Let's see. My, my grandpa bought me my first guitar when I was 10 years old for Christmas that year. And he had a, a big music background. He actually used to square dance uh, on the Ozark Country Jubilee back in the day on TV. And so he played guitar, played banjo. Uh, my dad's older brother plays guitar and banjo and has traveled and played in several bluegrass bands. So, yeah, 10 when I first picked that up. And uh, I've been playing it ever since. So what kind of aptitude did you show for that early on? Were you a, a child prodigy or did you have a lot of work to put in? <laughs> I, I would say I was a child prodigy, but I remember when I first started out, like having to physically move my fingers like onto the where they should be on the guitar and everything. And so that's, uh, you know, with any musical instrument, the people that you see that are really, really good have just put in a lot of practice. Played baseball and basketball. What kind of options did you have toward the end of high school as you were exploring what was going to be next for you? Uh, really just baseball. Uh, I was I was a late, late bloomer. I mean, I still was growing throughout college even. So uh, I liked basketball, but it definitely wasn't ever something that I could have played <laughs> collegiately. And, but really just, uh, I mean, I remember going into my senior year, uh, I was working with a guy named Jamie Sheets. I was here at Balls and Strikes uh, back when they had that here. And he kind of was just like, hey, what are you, you know, what are your plans for going into college? And I'm like, I don't know, like, I, I haven't really explored too much of that yet. You know, what do you, what do you think I should do? Uh, and me being the 6'2", 155-pound soaking wet stud athlete that I apparently, you know, I was not, you know, I uh, 
he said, you know, I, I definitely think you need to go the JUCO route, develop a couple of years, and then see where your options were from there. Uh, so that's, you know, kind of how that one was mm-hmm. and how that went. And so really just, you know, out of all the uh, JUCOs in Missouri, uh, he was kind of pointing me to, he kind of led me to go to Jeffco, and that's how one thing led to another, and I ended up there. So real quick, balls and strikes was in Nixa at the time. Yeah. And you grew up in West Plains. Uh, Man, how much up and down or left to right, I guess, on uh, US 60 were you doing? Uh, probably, uh, there for a while, it was once a week, I'd come up and do a pitching lesson uh, with Jamie. So very thankful that, uh, you know, my parents were helpful in that sense and, and that uh, I was able to do that. And it certainly kind of uh, laid the foundation. I, I, I really didn't start pitching until I was a sophomore in high school anyway. Mm-hmm. So not something that I did as a kid. Like I said, being a, a late bloomer, I think going into my freshman year of high school, I was like five foot four, ninety-five pounds at my freshman physical, and you know, happened to grow close to a foot in high school and, and all that. And so uh, as I kind of went along, you know, kind of got into pitching and found out that I really loved it. And so yeah, as I got more into it, just you know, I was like, I'll try to put in the work and you know, those pitching lessons and, and traveling definitely laid the foundation for some things for sure. You went to Jefferson County. How valuable do you think the experience of going to junior college versus a four-year was for you? Oh, it was one of the most valuable things ever. I mean, I was pretty quickly exposed to just the level of talent. You know, I was fortunate. I wish I could say that I contributed more my first year. But, you know, my first year going in, you know, we ended up finishing, I think, second in the nation uh, that year, made a World Series appearance uh, just some absolute studs on that team. I think we had three guys that were top 15 round draft picks that year. A lot of D1 guys. Uh, since then, I have preached, you know, hey, you know, if you're good enough to go to a Division One and start right out, by all means, go do it. But if not, go to a JUCO because uh, there's some dudes that can play. And, uh, you know, you don't have some of the restrictions that you do with the four-year schools. So it was, you know, we were all baseball all the time. And that, you know, really just... So, yeah, such just an invaluable experience of, of the work, um, being exposed to that kind of level of talent there. And yeah, I'm, I was the best decision I ever could have made. The lack of playing time as a freshman was probably not so much a knock on you as it was just a testament to the strength of the program. You <laughs> yeah. Were in. yeah. Yeah. There was, there were some guys that could throw real hard. And uh, back then, you know, I, I think I threw maybe 82, 83 my freshman year. And so, you know, while that's not something that's, just super slow by any means in, in the sense of where we got nine or 10 guys that could touch 90, you know, on a Juco squad that year. It's, you know, we had some arms for sure. <laughs> so then after Jeffco, I want to make sure I have this right. You went to Drury after that. Yeah. So going into uh, my sophomore year at Jeffco, put on a little weight, put on you know, a couple miles an hour over that summer. And so was hoping that, uh, you know, I could really kind of make a break through my sophomore year. Um, and I think it was the weekend uh, before we started having our fall games. Uh, had that one pitch, elbow blew out, and uh, knew it right away. And so, uh, you know, missed that whole sophomore year re- rehabbing from Tommy John. Um, you know, wanted to come back, uh, be closer to home. Springfield being an hour and a half from West Plains. Uh, you know, I know Nasby had a really good relationship with those guys up there. So was fortunate that, uh, you know, they could kind of help me out and get me on the squad there at Drury. And, so, yeah, that's how, kind of how that led to, to being there. You know, a lot of players in the grip and rip do come out of Drury University, yeah. and there's a lot of connections. Do you have any just good people stories from your time at Drury? I mean, one of the guys that uh, was my 
uh, roommate there, Drury, Luke Tavis. Um, you know, he's been one of my best friends ever since then. He was in my wedding uh, this past <laughs> summer, and so we've, we've stayed very close. We, we coached a little bit in the U.S. Collegiate League there together, mm-hmm. and so him and, and Ethan Mather, who was a, I know he played in the Griffin Rip, uh, you know, when it first started. So uh, very close with both of some of those guys. Um, I've kept very good relationships with those guys since. And so it definitely, you know, came out of there. And, uh, you know, while my, my, while my time there wasn't exactly what I wanted it to be, uh, you know, still coming off Tommy John and struggling with some injuries and, and arm troubles and things like that, still made a couple of the, you know, closest friends that I have. So, yeah, you did have another transfer and you ended up going to Evangel. Mm-hmm. university to finish up was that strictly a, a baseball move or were there some other motives there yeah too? Uh, like I said I, I just I struggled with arm issues um, that whole year just coming off Tommy John it was just it kind of is what it is you know it's it's not an easy surgery to come off of and, and I wish I could have came back a little sooner and, and felt you know up to 100% but it just it wasn't in the cards and so uh, from a financial standpoint things like that you know I, I ended up you know deciding to transfer uh, after that year uh, played for the Sedalia Bombers uh, mm-hmm. in between that summer. Yeah, uh, this is when my arm really started to cars kind of started to come back. Um, you know, started to really feel good again, and so um, you know, Evangel made me a really good offer, and so it was another way to just you know stay close to home. Um, you know, kind of be in the Springfield area and uh, be able to just continue to play baseball in general. Sedalia Bombers are pretty storied team in the Mink League that a lot of good players have come through there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's a, you know, you brought up finances, and that's a, a good point. I think that a lot of people overlook with college baseball recruiting. It's, you know, very few of those guys uh, are out there on, on full-ride yeah. scholarships, so mm-hmm. it's sometimes the money just has to make sense, too. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's a, was fortunate enough to have, you know, you know the A-plus program and, and junior college and, you know, the, the money that I, you know, was able to fortunately have at Evangel. Having the memories of being able to play baseball all the way through college and, and come out and, you know, not being too much of a financial burden, you know, I think that's something that, you know, a lot of people get stuck on. Oh, well, I want to go to a D1 and things like that. And, you know, really at the end of the day, you know, if you can be able to play all the way throughout college, you know, come out and be pretty you know, financially set with that um, and have the memories made from it, that's, that's to me, that's what it's all about. Did Tommy John change the way you go about the business of pitching or their things that you're a lot more conscientious of now than you were then? Yeah. The, uh, the biggest thing was just, you know, I felt like before I had Tommy John, it was, you know, I just pick up a ball and throw it. You know, always kind of had a loose arm and never really got sore. Uh, and definitely had to pay so much more attention afterwards to staying healthy, you know, putting in the extra time of, you know, making sure that I'm doing all the arm care, uh, the things that I needed to do, uh, you know, to warm up before a game. Um, you know, you can just kind of, get there, start to warm up, toss a little bit and be ready to go. It was, you know, you had to make a conscious effort of, uh, okay, I've, I've really got to take some time to, to fully prep my body and, and fully prep my arm and, you know, make sure you're doing the right recovery afterwards. Because, yeah, it's, uh, it's no small thing when they go in there and do that. How is the psychology of returning to baseball upon having a pretty serious surgery done on your elbow? Yeah, it definitely did kind of take a while before I felt like I could just cut it loose again. Having that just, I mean, still to this day, like being able to remember exactly everything about the pitch that I threw that I blew my elbow out on, mm-hmm. yeah, it kind of sticks with you for a little bit as you're coming back. You know, you don't want it to, and you, and you want to say like, oh, I'm fine, everything's good, but, you know, you get to throw in and sometimes you feel a little tweak in your arm or something, and you're like, oh, man, is it going to happen again? Like, is this, okay, am I, is this going to happen? Am I going to 
blow it out again. And so it, it took a little while to get over that, yeah, before I really felt like I could just go out there, be able to throw hard and, and not really think about it. The most common injuries in baseball players occur in the shoulders and the elbows. For Reese Taylor, a torn ulnar collateral ligament, or UCL, in his right throwing arm derailed his college career and altered the way he thinks about playing the game forever. It didn't turn out to be a career ender, just a game changer. When you're injured, you go to the doctor. When your mode of transportation is broken down, you've got to call the professionals at Henry's Towing. As proud sponsors of the Grip and Rip Baseball League, the folks at Henry's Towing will be there to lend a hand and get you back on the road. They serve the Springfield metropolitan area and have drivers poised and ready to come to your rescue 24 hours a day. Remember to let Henry do it and find Henry's Towing on the web at lethenrydoit.com. A yearly survey by Andrews Sports Medicine, a world-renowned orthopedic clinic based in Birmingham, Alabama, revealed that 223 out of 296 NCAA baseball programs had at least one athlete suffer an injury that required surgery. That is 75%. Pitchers tend to be the most at risk for UCL tears. The average age for athletes undergoing Tommy John surgery in the survey was 19 and the recovery time they faced could stretch anywhere from 6 to 18 months. Pitcher Reese Taylor got back on the road and back into the game after he underwent Tommy John surgery. He's got the scar to prove it, along with some unique ink. Are you the guy with the tattoo on his Tommy John scar? <laughs> I am. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so what do you tell me about the tattoo you got. So it's kind of, I remember the, the day that I had the surgery, I remember being at home in the recliner that night, like all anesthesia and being mm -hmm. hopped up on pain pills and stuff like that. And I remember scrolling through Twitter and seeing a picture of somebody that had Tommy John with that tattoo. And it was just a weird thing. Like, oh, I've never seen that before. Like, it's really interesting that I'm seeing it right now for the first time. And so I kind of told myself like, oh, when I'm done playing baseball, like I'm gonna get that tattoo. And then after my time at Evangel, it was, I was kind of like, well, I told myself I was gonna get it. I'm not really much of a tattoo guy anyway, but uh, I, I did it, and it's just kind of as a little reminder to me, just to, you know the work that I put in through baseball and the time that I had playing it, and and all that. So yeah, kind of just a just a nice little reminder to myself. So what is the design? Is it baseball stitches? Yeah. So it's uh, I can I know people won't be able to see it sure. here, but I I can show you here. Oh it's just, wow, it's colorized and everything. Yeah, just the baseball stitches on both sides of the scar, and you get the scar that goes down the middle there. But uh, yeah, it's not something that's real obvious or anything. Yeah. But, uh, that's not a nice little memento from my time playing. Very easily cover that up and go to an important business meeting and, exactly. and not offend anybody. Yeah. So, And then I did want to touch on Evangel being, of course, a faith-based school. Yeah. You know, how big was the, the faith-based component uh, to your education there and, and just kind of making that part of your life? Yeah, very big. I mean, you know, I've definitely had times, uh, you know, I, I grew up in church. Uh, you know, I've been a, a Jesus follower my whole life. I had some times in my life where maybe didn't act like it. Uh, quite a bit uh, and it was something that um, you know there I, you know I struggled with it at times there at Evangel uh, you know I had some personal issues and, and family things going on at the time but just still having that being in that atmosphere during that time was, was still such a uh, such a blessing even though when it didn't seem like it and and even you know going on is something I've you know continued to carry and you know been an important thing and and just having that at Evangel knowing that you know yeah at the end of the day we're here to play baseball we're, we're doing these things we're going to school you know, having a guy like Coach Quisenberry, who is you know, still breathing life into people during that time and, and doing all that is yeah, very, very important. 
I'm a bit looking back, very thankful for. So at what point in all of this did the country music career begin to flourish and, <laughs> and or take off? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've always played music, but it was always just kind of something that I was just super intrigued by the guitar. You know, I'd hear songs and would learn them and, and things like that. So after, you know, my senior year, I was a little bummed at the way things turned out. You know, I, I was talking to a couple teams uh, that fall, uh, you know, gone to a couple showcases. I, I'd drawn a little bit of interest from some, uh, some teams. I know I had a couple scouts show up that season, but uh, was just very inconsistent. You know, I'd have days where I'd show up, feel great. Next game is like my arm was just like, nah, you're not going to have it today. So, you know, thankful to at least have, you know, that little bit of exposure, but, uh, you know, didn't quite turn out how I hoped. So moved back to West Plains uh, to, after that summer. I uh, decided to, you know, just really bear down, kind of get myself straight. You know, I got a job, moved back because I wanted, I was like, I'm going to give this one more shot and just truly dedicate myself to a year to it. Uh, so I, I moved in with my parents. They let me have the basement, um, which was nice. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I got a job as a para uh, at the high school there. Uh, helped out with the baseball team uh, as well. I mean, obviously being from West Plains, everybody everybody knew me and everything, so it wasn't really a hard thing to do. But it was nice to be able to coach and then you know have the facilities as well to still be able to work out in. And honestly, it, it, it's just part of me that's kind of disappointed because that was probably the best – I ever was. I was in the best shape I ever was, throwing the hardest I ever had. You know, things were really good. But that would have been, I guess my last year at Evangel was 2016. Uh, that would have been 2017. And that was really about the time where, you know, guys were really starting to throw hard. And, and baseball was taking that next step of, you know, where I, I think I was, you know, I went to, you know, like up at the uh, Frontier League, mm -hmm. um, went through there. I think it was like 90, 92 there, but it was, you know, kind of got that response of, you know, hey, yeah, that's great, but there's like 50 other guys here that are throwing 90 as well. And so, you know, if you want to really take that step now, it's, you know, you got to be 95 plus and, you know, it is what it is. And so uh, I feel like I can say that I, I exhausted, you know, every avenue and, and did that. And, but yeah, looking back, there's some times where I was like, man, I wish I could have been throwing like that. Like, while I was in college, that would have been real nice. So it was when I really knew that, uh, you know, baseball wasn't, wasn't in the cards for me. Uh, my next year, I was still uh, at the high school. Uh, the head assistant that we had left, um, so I took over as the head assistant. And then after another year, just not that I have anything against it or anything, that program there, it's just I had a hard time coaching because there were so many times where I was just like, well, let me just get out on the field. Like, you know, I just, I, I, I didn't like not having that control yeah. of, of what was going on in the field. And so it's uh, like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do this for the next 40 years. And during that time, uh, the guy that I started to get uh, really playing music with, uh, his name's Preston Airy. His dad was the head football coach there at West Plains, uh, Steve Airy, yep. uh, legendary football coach. Absolutely. Uh, one of my, I mean, he's one of my dad's best friends, so I've known Preston and Steve since I was a little kid. And Preston was really starting to get his music career going. Um, he had recorded an album, and he was moving down to Nashville, and I uh, was like, hey, man, like, need somebody else to play the guitar with me down here like do you want to come and and so uh when i you know it's like well kind of not feeling like this coaching thing is for me like yeah why not like it sounds crazy but man it'd be awesome to go like have this experience like i'd never been in a band before but i'd always wanted to be in a band and uh so it was like all of a sudden here's this opportunity to go play in a band in nashville and so i was like yeah shoot why not like i'll go try it out and you know if after a few months if it doesn't work out then it doesn't work out you know i'll come back home and got plenty of options of jobs that I can be able to do. So, yeah, kind of made that uh, kind of leap of faith and, and went down there. And like I said, it didn't, you know, it didn't last a whole long because I ended up one way or another meeting my wife 
I'd already met my wife at the time, but we got reconnected after I moved down there and everything. And so uh, she always kind of jokes that, you know, I moved back for the girl and, and all that. And so, uh, yeah, it was fun just to have that experience down there and uh, be able to kind of check that box off and, you know, say I did that. And so a lot of fun. Preston, it sounds like, really took the, the big jump and was, was putting himself out there and he kind of brought you along for the ride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, at, at what point did you guys kind of feel like, hey, there's a there's a real degree of seriousness to this and we're we're really going to, to step out here? Yeah, he had, uh, he had, oh gosh, it wasn't too long before that. He had been down there, um, you know, he'd been writing songs and playing for quite a while. Um, he recorded an album down there in Nashville and was really starting to go down there to try to promote it. So, you know, I just, you know, kind of going down there with him, it was like, man, you got this real good studio produced album. Like, yeah, sure. I'd love to come down and help you out there. The parallels between professional baseball and country music proved to hold true for Reese Taylor. We'll talk about that, his return to baseball and arrival in the GRBL in 2019. And we learn a little bit about the relationship that helped bring him home. That's next time on Burger Bites. Until then, thanks for listening and good night from Ozark, Missouri. I've struck out, I've been knocked down More times than I can count But that don't matter now Cause when you smile I see the sun sink down On a coast out in California And there's no doubt because of you I'm not the man I was before you I'm not saying that I'm perfect Oh, this girl, you know I'm not but I love you with everything I got Girl, I gave you my best shot